What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back with my podcast of Vitamin Sports, where you take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. Ravens fans, I hate to say it, but sometimes I hate telling the truth. I went on a podcast the other day with my good buddy, Blue, a.k.a. Larry Carson Jr., and uh, Calvin Thompson. I just don't understand how people don't listen to me when I say certain stuff. I told him on the podcast, his platform, him and his co-host, that the Steelers are nothing to sleep about. But once again, these Raven fans are blinded by what they see in other games rather than taking in the result of the games that we played. That's the issue that I hear and I see with Ravens fans. I'm one of the biggest loyal Ravens fans you'll ever know. But the fact that, that I can't really sit here and really not be upset that the Ravens lost to the bum Steelers. How did we lose to the Steelers? We was up 10 to 3. 10 to 3. We haven't scored since the second quarter. And it's just, it just, I knew once uh, Justice Hill made that fumble, the Ravens could never bounce back. They couldn't. Lamar Jackson once again fumbled the football. He has more fumbles on the season than he does touchdowns. So what I'm not understanding is the Ravens need to work on ball security. Once again, I told people before, the Ravens need corners. Ronald Darby. And these other corners, like, I'm not surprised that Marlon Humphrey got burned. I'm not. One, he's one step slower. Two, he just got back. And it's just like he needs a game to recuperate and get better. But I think it's time for Marlon Humphrey to transition to a different position. The guy can tackle with the best of them. He can. We've seen it all. We've seen him go into a season and average the most fumbles a corner can do in a long time since, I think, uh, what's his name? Charles Tillman. But once again, the Ravens have buried themselves because of the lack of effort out there. Now, people want to say, Jimmy, what would you give Lamar Jackson's grade the first half? No, I'm going to evaluate the whole entire game. It's not all Lamar Jackson's fault. He has some good throws out there. He has some bad throws out there. This game, he had a lot more good throws. The receivers, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman, uh, Nelson Aguilar, and Zay Flowers. Now, I can't put Devin DuVernay in there because that pass Lamar Jackson threw was once again triple coverage across the middle where he likes to throw the football. And here's why I say, he can't really throw on the outside, but he proved today that he attempted to throw to the outside. But once again, it was overthrown because it was for Odell. Odell is not the receiver that he once was because he stopped and then tried to run again. But no, I see that the issue that the Ravens are going to have in the long run is these are the receivers that, Lamar Jackson asked for. These are the receivers that wanted to come to Baltimore to rejuvenate their career. So 
We asked for these receivers. Now we got to, you know, stick with these guys. Everybody say, well, Lamar Jackson need weapons. Well, he got them. They failed him. And in the end, he failed them as well. Because why would you throw that pass to Odell Beckham Jr. in the inside? Joey Porter Jr., who I told a lot of people the Ravens should have drafted, came out of Penn State, was a good corner. He was good. Probably the third best corner in the draft. But the fact that you threw it in the inside where the defender has leverage. And Joey Porter is is not a small corner. He's a six foot, I think he's six foot one corner. Basically, he's taller than all our receivers. So you ask an Odell Beckham Jr. who doesn't have an ACL to basically go combat a rookie, which we haven't really seen play. And according to Steelers information, he was barely getting any time. So he was, you know, going back and forth. But Shorty, everybody was like, yeah, he, yeah, he ain't like that. Shorty is the truth. And Lamar Jackson just proved of why you have to be a good thrower of the football. You threw the ball on the inside, which gave the defender enough time to react and intercept the ball. You basically throw it straight to him. You're supposed to throw it over the shoulder because two things are happening. It could be a fade or it could be a jump ball. You didn't even give Odell Beckham Jr. a chance. You just basically threw a, a, a dart throw straight to Joy Porter. And any any corner can react and intercept that ball. If two things were going to happen, it was going to be an interception or a batted ball. There was no way Odell Beckham Jr. was going to catch that. Like, you didn't even give him a chance. And we talk about Lamar improving as a thrower. Those are the throws you don't make. Those separate the passer from the throws. A passer would have made that throw. A thrower would have overthrew it or threw an interception, which happened on Sunday. So because Lamar Jackson made that crucial mistake, everybody was upset. Now, Lamar Jackson has every right to be upset as well because Nelson Aguilar dropped a walk-down touchdown pass. Zay Flowers fell before the ball even got to him because he misread the ball. We wasted the timeout because Zay Flowers didn't know because his quarterback didn't inform him to where he needs to be. See, this is why I say Lamar Jackson doesn't know the playbook. When a receiver makes a mistake, you're supposed to make cover him. You're supposed to make sure he knows where before he leaves the huddle where to be. He may not know what route to run, but he needs to he needs to at least know where he is on the field. So I got to give Lamar pushback on that one. But the drop passes is crazy. Crazy. Like Rashad Bateman, you telling everybody, you know, you're getting better and better, but I haven't seen you on the field. I have not seen you on the field, brother. And then you dropped the wide open touchdown pass. Like all y'all was coming up to Lamar Jackson saying, bruh, my bad, Joe. At the point in time, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. That's what happens when you're not at practice. That's what happens when you don't build chemistry with your uh, quarterback. Because that was a perfectly thrown ball. Like, you didn't even need to jump. All you needed to do was catch the ball with your hands. This is why I tell people, do not listen to Michael Irvin on Undisputed. You, as a receiver, should not catch the ball with your chest. 
They teach you that in football one-on-one. And Michael Irving, you are dishonesting these receivers because you never caught the ball with your chest. The majority of your catches were your hands. Stop it. Stop it. You had Troy Aikman throwing you the ball. I'm pretty sure 60, I'm pretty sure 70% of the time you caught the ball with your ever hands. And those other 30, you probably caught it with your chest. Because only receivers that are familiar with punt return catch the ball like that. Like Devin Hester used to catch the ball like that. Jacoby Jones, Josh Cribbs, you know, guys that are familiar with Tyree Kill for the majority of his career. I mean, for his early years in his career, he was catching the ball with his chest. So let's not really say those things. And then once again, Force feet and Zay Flowers. Stop these reverses. Stop it. These reverses aren't working. Everybody knows when Zay Flowers is in motion, there's a 50% chance he's going to get the reverse. Stop it. Get Throw that out. The, the Stop running that play. We ran that for the last five games. In every game, there's a reverse. I don't know if Lamar or Todd Munkin don't understand that these defensive coordinators watch film, but they religiously watch film. They watch it. Every player, team, watches film on Lamar Jackson when he pops up on their schedule. Do we not understand this? And I I would love to get my defense credit. I would love to because they held the run game in check. They held the passing game in check for the majority, for three quarters. They did. But those back shoulder throws, and this is why I say we need tall corners. George Pickett's went to Georgia. He is a thug. Anybody on draft day where Shiesty is a thug. This man used to fight players, fight corners all the time. That's why I wanted. He represents what a Raven should be, and he also represents what a Steeler should be, because Steelers receivers are gangsters, and we've seen that. Because for one. Hans Ward, straight up gangster, put A. Reed out of a game. Heath Miller, he's a tight end. Both of those guys are tight end. Well, Hans Ward was tight end and receiver, but you get my drift. Mike Wallace, Antonio Brown, for the early years, Juju Smith-Schuster. Those guys, uh, San, what was it? San Antonio Holmes. Those guys was just dogs. But they might not have been as skilled, but they were dogs. Probably the the most skilled receiver would probably be Antonio Brown. But at the same time, these guys were dogs. They they wanted the football. George Pickens wanted the football, and you saw it. Once again, we beat ourselves. Once again, we are undersized at the corner position. Once again. Certain people have to play our position to make up for the lack of talent that we have on our defense. Like, I don't think people understand. Of course, Patrick Queen showed up. Roquan Smith showed up. Boy, it's going to be a long season. And everybody keeps talking about Super Bowl. We can't even win the meaningful games. We should have won this game. And we should have won against the Colts. But once again, the Ravens take their foot off the gas after halftime. 
Because you mean to tell me we have we didn't score since the since the second half. Since the second half. And once again, Lamar Jackson's judgment and play comes into fruition again. Pocket awareness. They talking about well, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, TJ Watt was lined up on your right side. Because your left side was good. Rodney Stanley did his job on the left side. It was your right side that was your weak link. Because then Patrick McCarry got injured and Falele was in there. And the technique that small defensive edge rushers always know when you got a big tackle, they don't like to, you know, become low, get low. He high? Oh, yeah, I'm going to push him up. I'm going to lift him up, move him out the way. And then Lamar Jackson, sometimes, bro, you got to trust yourself. Don't hold the ball because your receivers, I don't know what it is, this has been going on since the Ravens got good receivers. But it seemed like every receiver runs the same route. Like, I saw a play where I think it was fourth down. The safety, or I think it was the corner, played off just enough. If he ran the out route, then we could have got the first down. But I guess, you know, sometimes offense coordinators and quarterbacks don't see it right then and there. But at the same time, they ran a lot of zero blitzes on you, a lot of them, and you still don't make the adjustments. Zero blitz, it's a quick throw. That's a slant. <clears throat> Excuse me. All this yelling got my, I mean, little parts. But <clears throat> I just don't understand how we still doing these conversations. And I hope Ravens fans understand that we should have blew out the Steelers by 50. But once again, their defense kept them in the game. Their offense started to pick up fire when George Pickens got involved and Kenny Pickett started to get comfortable. See, when the Ravens defense get tired, offense, opposing offenses start to get comfortable. C.J. Stroud, Garner Minshew, the rookie from the Browns, and now Kenny Pickett. And our schedule is just going to get harder and harder and harder because I can't take us serious when we lose to mediocre teams. Still's got to be the worst team in our division, and we still can't beat the worst teams. See, the the way our schedule looked in the first half of the season, we shouldn't have lost. We should be undefeated right now. We should be undefeated. On paper, but the way we play is just unacceptable. It's unacceptable that all my skill positions fumble the football, drop the football. Like, what's going on out here? I'll give Zay Flowers a pass because he's a rookie. But will I not give a pass to is the quarterback because the quarterback has to make sure everybody's in the right position. Everybody. That's what a leader does. That's what the general does. That's what your quarterback needs to do. And once again, Lamar Jackson has not done it again. I'm not asking for him to be great. What I'm asking him to be is a leader. But once again, why am I asking him to be a leader in year six when he's never been a leader since year one? 
a leader would have went up to the receiver, would have actually held a huddle with his receivers and said, yo, why y'all keep dropping the football out here? Why? Peyton Manning did it. Tom Brady has done it. Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers. These guys, Phillip Rivers. Dak Prescott. These guys I just named are guys that went up to their receivers and tell them, yo, stop dropping my football out here. John Elway did it to Shannon Sharp. Come on now, man. You got to put fire under these receivers for them to respect you. But I'm asking a tall tale for a guy that doesn't want to do it. So that's enough about that. And then, like, how can teams really take us? How can us as Ravens fans really take the Ravens seriously? Now, I also talked about this on Blues Podcast. Lamar Jackson threw, uh, what, 22 of 38, 236 yards. All right, that's not bad. What I have a problem with is the four sacks. What I have the problem with is the QBR. What I have the problem with is the interception. I have the problem with the uh yeah the QBR. Like, come on, yo, what, what's going on here? It's look, it's atrocious. Gus Edwards did what he did. Justice Hill fumbled the football. Like, come on, yo. That second half killed us. Zay Flowers had eleven targets and caught five passes. We need to stop doing reverses because teams are starting to figure out. You saw with T.J. Watt, when Lamar Jackson did the fake, you faked it out, but like literally T.J. Watt sniffed it out. T.J. Watt took over this game, and I told people, people don't listen to me. I told people that T.J. Watt is for real. He is for real. Michael who? T.J. Watt is the man. He showed up and showed out. He single-handedly changed the outcome of this game. He did. Once again, your quarterback fumbled the football again. And yet people say I'm so hard on him. Why? Is it because he keeps making the same dumbass mistakes over and over and over and over? Bruh, you in year six. And you're still doing the same things you was doing your rookie season. Now I see why Madden got you fumbling all the time. Because you fumble all the time in the game. Put down the chicken wings, brother. Put down the greasy food. Because you can't seem to hold the football. Like, I don't understand. But yet, I'm, a, I'm hard on him. No, I want my team to be good. Bro, like, it, it just gets sickening every time I see my quarterback do the same mistakes over and over and over again. Over and over. Over and over. Like, when are we going to stop the BS? When are we going to stop the nonsense of Lamar Jackson? Like, yo, just want to keep doing what he's doing. You slapping this helmet more times than he threw touchdown passes a day. The Ravens led the league yesterday and uh, helmets dropped on the turf. Everybody was throwing their helmet down. Everybody was smacking the turf. Like, Rashad Bateman, how you drop that wide open touchdown pass? 
He put it right there. You dropped it. It hit you right in your hands. You dropped it. Mark Andrews. Yeah, that was a pass Lamar Jackson threw behind you. But then that was a pass that he threw in your hand. You dropped it. Say Flowers. I don't know where you was looking. But if you'd have kept, if you'd have stood up, and maybe Lamar Jackson would have threw that better. But then again, I can't really see him throwing that ball even better than what he did. You just misread it. But what do I know, man? My defense played lights out for three quarters. My offense played lights out. My offense played. I can't even say they played lights out. They played for two quarters. And we failed. We failed as a team. We failed as an organization. We're failing right now. And people need to uprise about this nonsense because it's going to continue to happen. See, now Lamar Jackson can't hide the bad play. He can't. Because you got to finish the entire game, brother. If your team is slugging, you have to step up and make things happen. He tried. Those drops, boy, they mess up a QB's rhythm. But then he's supposed to go above and beyond. And people will say, well, how can he do that when his team failed around him? There's other quarterbacks whose team failed around them. Have we forgotten that 2015 season? The 2014-2015 season with Cam Newton? Whose were his receivers? Whose was his receivers? His best player, his best receiver, actually, didn't even play that season, Calvin Benjamin. His best player that season was Greg Olson. So this people people kill me when they say quarterback needs weapons. Cam Newton had weapons. He took a team 15 and won. The defense was number one. I'll give him that. But they was they was number one offense too. They was actually they was number two offense. I'll take that back. They actually was the number one offense, the number two defense, because the Denver Broncos had the number two defense. And like number 15 in offense that year. But the fact that Cam Newton took the team that had a, a mediocre offensive line and an okay receiving core, like the Ravens receiving core this year is better than that receiving core, and he still took them to 15-1. Why? Because Cam Newton led the charge. Cam Newton, if teams was going to let Cam Newton run, he did that. If teams was want Cam Newton to be in front of the pocket, he did that. I'm still waiting for Lamar Jackson to put, put together a complete game where 236 yards, that's not bad. That's him. That's what I expect from him. I expect that from him. What I do not expect from him is all these sacks. Throw the ball away. People saying he don't have time to throw the ball. Yes, he does. Because if he has time to hold the football for five to ten, five to seven seconds, he has enough time to get out of the pocket and throw the ball away. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. Some of the drills that these quarterbacks run in a combine can be applied to the NFL because these are the drills these are the scenarios that you run into as you play in the NFL. You heard it last week. People don't want to invest in being great. So they can't get upset when the results that they get back are not tremendously good. 
The Ravens invested in wide receivers. So what are, what are they getting as a result? Drop balls. We probably lead the league in drop passes. We lead the league in overthrown throws. We lead the league probably in not coming back in games in a in the second half. Mar Jackson starts out warming up and then he gets cold like Mr. Freeze. Like, I don't understand. My defense can't play offense as well. My defense held the steals in check for three and a half quarters. And I say and a half because the steals didn't start taking over until the fourth quarter. The momentum shift the second half, but they didn't take the game over until the fourth quarter. Special teams, all right now, block field goal, block punt. But they redeemed themselves by getting the turnover, even though it was caused by a stealer. But the fact that we gave us a chance and we still didn't score, like what the hell? Like, bro, that, that's just mind-boggling to me that we had a chance to win the game and we lost. We lost. We failed. Oh, I'm sorry. The Ravens failed because we did not score at all. We scored seven points in the first quarter, three points in the second quarter, did not score in the third quarter, and then score in the fourth quarter. The Steelers didn't score in the first quarter, scored three in the second quarter, held the Ravens before halftime. Then in the third quarter, nobody scored. In the fourth quarter, the Steelers put up 14 points. They got a safety. Let's not forget about the safety. And they got a touchdown and a field goal. He put up 14 on some points in one quarter. That's crazy to me. How? How? That's crazy. And you heard it here first. A safety. Then they got a field goal. Then they got a touchdown. Then they got another field goal. That's all she wrote. But yet, I'm a hard on the Ravens. Kenny Pickett has been struggling this entire season. And in that fourth quarter, he looked like he knew what he was doing. TJ Watt showed out. Showed out. He came to play. I can't speak for the rest of the Steelers. Him, like Kenny Pickett, 18 to 30, 32 for 224 yards. QBR was a 43. Lamar Jackson was a 49. And yet, these games are tough games. They are. But you mean to tell me that in the fourth quarter, George Pickens, touchdown, fumble, fumble, safety. Come on now. Who can who really came to play? Interception. I can't make this up. TJ Watt had a single triple double. I mean a single single double. He had two tackles. He had two ta- sacks. Two tackles for loss. Two pass breakups. Two quarterback hits. 
He came to play. But I can talk to him blue in the face. And like I told people, do not underestimate the Steelers based on what they put out there. Now, the Steelers are 3-2 and two with a divisional win. And we are 2-1 and one in our division. And now teams that we... Teams that we're going to play. The, I mean, the Bengals are struggling, but they could beat us again. The Browns are going to get Deshaun Watson back. So, I, I don't know what to expect now. It's just sad right now to be a Rams fan. And a Bulldog because Bowie State lost. Homecoming. <sighs> now, my only hope is City Poly. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. See ya. Thank <laughs> you.